Hey there, I'm Dennis and this is Sheath Valley, a show about Sheffield startups, the podcast dedicated to Sheffield startup ecosystem and increasing the connectedness between and the visibility of local startups and founders. Now, it's been a while since the last episode that I published and uh, there's a very valid reason for that. I got a new job, I got a new full-time job, so as you would expect, my time has been mainly occupied with it and also just finding the balance around it because I want to make sure that I'm doing enough sports, I'm keeping myself physically active, I'm having enough time to cook decent food, but also to take care of my side projects like what Shi Valley is and uh, other things that I'm also doing on the site. And in relation to that, I have an important announcement to make. What I was trying to go for as a schedule for publishing episodes was one episode every two weeks. Now that's going to be impossible, just I'm not going to have the time to do that in a, in a good quality. I could probably release an episode every two weeks, but it wouldn't be something that I would be happy with. So I prefer not to put uh, a schedule to follow in terms of Shi Valley. So from now on, there's going to be an episode probably about once per month mostly twice if I have guests lined up in a short period of time but we're gonna try for one episode per month that's going to be the uh, formula from now on also from the next episode this means that the episode will be a little bit longer for now I've been trying to keep the conversations up to about 40 to 50 minutes and then the whole episode up to 50 to one hour but as we're gonna move to uh, less episodes I will increase the increase the length of the podcast it's gonna be a little bit longer we're gonna dive deep into the personality of of my guests and the topic that we are discussing and I also expand my global new of the week and local news of the week because obviously they're not going to be weekly anymore. That's starting from next week. This week the episode keeps its uh, usual length, about 50 minutes. And uh, before I move on to resource of this of this episode, I want to just mention that in the end of November there's going to be an event in Sheffield which uh, I don't think there's been uh, there has there has been anything similar lately, at least in the last year and a half. But we're doing a startup meetup in Sheffield, meet a co-founder. So what's the difference? You all know startup meetup in Sheffield. Hopefully, some of you that are listening have been to the event. If not, I will share a link in the show's notes so you can come. But basically, it's a regular meetup. People that are either working for startups, that are founders, working for organizations that support startups or investors, just come together talk between each other, network, find potential potential space for collaboration. However, this time we're going to do all of that again. Uh, we are going to mingle, we're going to network. This doesn't change, but what changes is that the event is going to also provide space for founders that are looking for co-founders or talented individuals that are looking to join a startup. So if you're either of the two, please go to the show's notes, click on the link in the description Go to Eventbrite and get your free ticket for the startup meetup in Sheffield. Find the co-founder. Let's make this event great. Uh, let's turn this into an event that actually brings value to people, where we see dialogues between founders and potential co-founders start. And hopefully this event is going to be the start of some exciting new ventures and partnerships in the Sheffield ecosystem. I'm really looking forward to seeing how it unfolds. And our resource of the episode. It's my favorite, sifted.eu. So a couple of weeks ago I spoke about the resurgence, if not takeover, of the French startup ecosystem, the innovative businesses coming from the country and the large investment numbers that accompany them. But France is only a fraction of the European startup movement that has taken the world by storm in the last few years. UK has obviously led the way, they already mentioned France, but also Spain, Sweden, Norway, Germany, Italy, Poland, Czech Republic and many more 
have experienced growth in funding, numbers of startups, quality of startups, and other jobs. It's safe to say that Europe has caught up to the US and China when it comes to dictating the business landscape of technology. And with a spike in action, because all of the growth mentioned in these countries was a result of action, comes more interest. Where before people like me, suckers for startup news, would have gone to TechCrunch following another US-based pitching event, reading about Chinese ventures or Indian entrepreneurs, now I get my startup news from Sifted EU, a dedicated portal for Europe's startup ecosystems. Sifted is modern, simple, yet filled with value, from news to opinion pieces to whole field reports. The media gives you everything you need as a person involved in Europe's startup scene. Sifted has a freemium version and I have a membership because some of the things I pay for, I pay for can be really helpful both with my new job and with this podcast. But even the free version is really good and has enough material to keep you reading. So if you're interested in keeping yourself in touch with all the latest around European startups, Sifted would definitely be your best friend. Now on to the global news of the episode. I've used Sifted to find and read about this, and we are talking about a topic that I really enjoy talking about and reading about, seed investment. I've said it numerous times to me, funding is the magical potion that can make or break an ecosystem. But funding is a very general word. It could mean anything from a small public grant to a nine-digit number of private investment. That's why today the focus is specifically seed funding, to me the most important money-related support for a startup, because seed rounds come when the business is really in its nascent, most uncertain stage. You remember the last time when I spoke about France and the four startups that raised more than the entire ecosystem in 2015? Well, those kind of nine-figure investments don't come around unless there's been a lot of these seed rounds. To me, a one million investment in a business that could be groundbreaking but could also be obsolete in 12 months. It's much more exciting and in the spirit of startups rather than 500 million invested into a WeWork type of business to pump their share price. However, enough with the cynicism, let's actually talk about the good news. Seed funding is on the rise. In October, European startups raised over 400 million euros in seed money, achieving an overall number of 2.9 billion euros of seed investment in 2021 as much as there was in the whole of 2020, with two more months to go. Among the 232 companies that are starting their journeys after the seed round in October, we see a domination of health tech, fintech, and of course delivery tech businesses. But what was interesting to see is that when the stakes are lower, the biggest seed investment this month was 15 million, there's a lot more diverse startups that are being supported, including startups looking to replace plastic, one that is working on a data solution that would allow companies to build sustainable supply chains, and even medical cannabis startups, one of them, Acecan, supported by Snoop Dogg's venture capital firm Casa Verde. I'm looking forward to seeing how much seed funding will be allocated to startups in November as well. And now on to local news of the episode. First, I, I love talking about startups that have been on, on my podcast. So I want to give a special shout out to Forjaw Manufacturing, to Chris and Robin, the co-founders or founders uh, of that startup because they have just been featured in the top 5 industry 4.0 startups to watch in 2022 according to startus-insights.com Startus Insights is a very credible source when it comes to startups as their goal is to quote-unquote map the world's information on innovation, startups and technology They work and follow startups from all around the world and picking for Joe for this top 5 of industry 4.0 startups to watch in 2022 is another testament to the potential of Chris and Robinson's venture. So congrats and looking forward to seeing 
what 2022 is really going to bring for Forjo. The next thing I want to mention, and it's a little bit of old news already, but at the same time will be relevant at least until June 2023, is that the Team SY project has officially launched. For those of you who don't know, Team SY is a collaborative project between Capital Enterprise, one of the leading startup support organizations in the UK, and Barnsley Council. And the goal is to build a connected, cohesive, credible and stable tech ecosystem across South Yorkshire. In order to achieve that, Team SY are bringing at least 10 startup programs in the region. We're talking about Government Tech Accelerator, Precision Medicine Accelerator, Deep Tech, AI Academy, funding programs and so much more. Team SY is a timely project. Covid and Brexit have proven to be a dangerous combination for the local business environment and supporting the growth of a tech ecosystem will lead to a faster regeneration of the economy, will keep more talented people in our cities, but most importantly, will create entrepreneurs and startups that will lead the way in the years to come. And that's actually a great leeway onto my guest in this episode. Do you know what an accelerator actually is? I'm sure you've heard the word many times. It is criminally overused for any type of business support and that distorts its actual meaning. Even I wasn't really sure until I spoke with Mike Stevens, CEO of Entrepreneurial Spark and program lead for Transform SY, one of the programs part of the already mentioned Team SY. Mike and his team have delivered 21 accelerators to date through Entrepreneurial Spark. Their experience and credibility is proven by their successful partnership with NatWest, with whom they delivered accelerators for four years, before moving on to different projects, one of which is Transform SY. As some of you may already know, my new job is actually for Entrepreneurs Park. I joined this park and Transform SY inspired by the mission to transform the regional ecosystem into a more successful, vibrant and inclusive one. This is why I was happy to have Mike and Shee Fali, as I strongly believe in our program and his story along with the story of Entrepreneurs Park is worth sharing. Now, enjoy the episode. My guest today is Mike Stephens, the CEO of Entrepreneurs Park and the program lead for Transform SY. Hey, Mike, how's today been? Hey, Dennis, it's been great, thank you. I've spent most of it on Zoom, meeting lots of interesting people and stakeholders across South Yorkshire. So, uh, yeah, it's been really good. Great. And the main topic of discussion of our conversation will be Transform SY and the problem revolving around South Yorkshire. But before jumping into that, I want to learn more about yourself. So could you introduce you and your career prior to joining Entrepreneurs Park? Yes, I so I joined Entrepreneurial Spark in 2015, around the middle of 2015. And my career before that was in commercial banking. So I worked across South Yorkshire, a bit in Manchester, and then more widely across the Yorkshire region, essentially looking after medium-sized companies in, in, in banking in various, all, all their finance needs. And I did that for about, for about seven or eight years. And prior to that, I, I, uh, when I left university, so my, my original degree was in philosophy, and I don't know if anyone has an arts degree, but it can be a little difficult to find a career path unless you actually want to go into the thing that you've studied. So I kind of came out of university and went, well, what do I do now? So naturally, I went and did the thing that my my dad did and started out in um, by joining a bank. So I joined as a, 
as a cashier. I started right at the bottom and then worked my way up through all sorts of different jobs. The the theme of that has been that I've I've never actually had a job for more than about two or three years in in the whole of my career. So I, I like to move around a lot. I, I I like a new challenge, and that's that's kept me kept me moving both geographically and uh, and in in jobs. So that that was my background before Entrepreneurial Spark. I joined Entrepreneurial Spark on secondment from NatWest in 2015 to set up the Leeds Accelerator. So went went up there, refused to leave South Yorkshire. So I commuted there every day for two years by by train, and worked with around 200 amazing entrepreneurs from from all walks of life in in Leeds over the course of that time. I then refused to leave Entrepreneurial Spark when my secondment was due to end, and joined as head of our corporate programs. So we we run. We run programs in large organizations to help corporate staff to develop entrepreneurial mindsets and behaviors and accelerate their progress and innovation in in their roles. So I joined to head up that part of uh, that division of Entrepreneurial Spark. And then where I I took over as CEO and, 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 and took over the business in 2018 when we ended our partnership with NatWest. So I, I kind of, I caught the entrepreneur bug very early on in the commercial banking background, just, just working with a huge range of businesses of all, all, all shapes and sizes, all, all different types of SMEs and just loved it and have, have done that ever since. Yeah, and you kind of jumped the queue mentioning some of the Entrepreneur Spark programs and the reason why you joined and what you were part of. But let's, let's track back on that. What is Entrepreneurial Spark? Why was it founded and what's the purpose behind the business? Entrepreneurial Spark is an accelerator for entrepreneurs. That's that's what's at the heart of it. It was founded uh, just over nine years ago. We're coming up for our 10th anniversary next year. And it was founded to help entrepreneurs from all walks of life to grow themselves and their businesses. And, and that's, our, that's our purpose, is to, to build great people who build great businesses and drive growth that benefits everybody. So it's our belief that by helping entrepreneurs to be the best version of themselves, be the best entrepreneurs that they can be, we'll help them to build great businesses those businesses will contribute in a meaningful way to society. So reducing inequality, promoting inclusion, solving problems, creating wealth in different communities. And that's why we, that, that's why we exist, essentially. In terms of our background and, and journey over that time, we, we were originally founded in Glasgow and we formed a partnership over the first couple of years with NatWest and proceeded to roll out another 12 accelerators with them right across the UK. So all of the, uh, a lot of major spots in the UK. So at the peak then in 2018, we had 13 accelerators with them. We were the largest free business accelerator in the world. We had about a thousand entrepreneurs coming through our doors every year. We helped create around 8,000 jobs and had an 87% one year survival rate through that program. So it was a, it was a huge thing. And we had, a, we had loads of fun setting that up. Then in 2018, we we transferred that over to NatWest. So they took on the hubs, the entrepreneurs, our our teams within the hubs, and they they continue to run those programs to this day. So the legacy of that continues, which is fantastic. Entrepreneurial Spark then went back down to our our leadership team. So uh, we went back into startup mode essentially. 
and started to explore how else we could bring our purpose to life across the world. So over the last three years that I've led the business, we've set up a hub in Bermuda in partnership with a nonprofit over there. We've worked with female entrepreneurs in Costa Rica. We have run virtual programs across Scandinavia, across sub-Saharan Africa. And most recently, we're running the Space Accelerator in partnership with UK Space Agency. And now on to transform as well. And all of these bring together to, to, to deliver our purpose. And you mentioned the word accelerator. That's what Entrepreneurs Park does. And accelerator is a bit of a buzzword in the startup sphere. But could you please tell us how do you define an accelerator and how does it differ from other business support? Yes, it seems like the accelerator landscape has exploded over the last few years. And like you say, there are it's a real buzzword. And it seems like nowadays everyone has an accelerator and practically everything is an accelerator at the moment. So if, if you're looking for what an accelerator really is and should do. It's a high challenge, high ambition, high support environment. So when you come into an entrepreneurial spark accelerator, for example, the the, the sense that we have is that we will back you 100%, 110%, we'll back you 110% and you'll receive a huge amount of support, but we expect to see the same in return. So there's a real sense of it being a two-way commitment to you and your business to, to make sure that you both thrive, but that everyone is putting in the same level of commitment. So because it's accelerators are also time limited, so you have to take advantage of the opportunity while you're here. So normally they'll run for somewhere between three and six months. And because they're time limited, you have to work at pace outside your comfort zone for a lot of that time, a lot of that three or six months. So it's not an easy ride, but if you are willing to push yourself, then the support and accountability will be there to make it happen. And finally, I guess the difference, the, the, what an accelerator is about is that it's truly a place for like-minded people because there are selection criteria to them and there's normally some sort of theme, you're essentially in an environment where there are potentially 20 to 30 other people who are all on the same growth journey as you, trying to build big things with ambition, with big dreams. It's a great place to find uh, like-minded peers to help you on your journey and collaborate with. So I guess if, it, if you were to look at what's different from between an accelerator and normal business support, it's really the intensity and the expectation. So the intensity of the support you get, but also the expectation of what you need to deliver in return. Yeah, 100%. And I think also what you mentioned, the, the time boxing, the fact that an accelerator is is within a certain time frame, makes a massive difference as well, because you have a certain cohort while with the business support, usually it's a rolling business support going throughout the whole year, if not for a couple of years. And to me, that also contributes to realizing how the two really differ one from another. But moving on to, to my next question about accelerators, because we've established what an accelerator is. Okay, then tell me what's different, particularly about Entrepreneur Spark Accelerators. 
Yeah, so I, I think just to to expand on the on the point you just made around it being time bound, there's a level of accountability as well in an accelerator, and, and that the accountability is a huge part of entrepreneurial sparks accelerators, but it is in it is in others as well, in the sense that with very often an entrepreneur can turn up to a workshop, go away from that workshop, and not maybe not do anything with what they what they have learned potentially. Whereas in an accelerator, and particularly in entrepreneurial sparks accelerators, there's a continual accountability loop. How are you using that new learning? How has it changed your business? What are you doing with it? What action are you taking every day to to move yourself and and your business forward? So there's a level of scrutiny and accountability which is is healthy and helpful. You know, it's not done in a in a in a detrimental way, but it really helps people to stay focused on what's important to to them in terms of their growth goals. So that's a, a, a little segue, I guess, between most accelerators and entrepreneurial sparks accelerators. In terms of us, I would say there are there's four main differences. I would say about entrepreneurial spark from a normal accelerator. The first is that we are purpose led, not investment led. So most accelerators exist to push entrepreneurs and businesses forwards towards raising funding. And that's absolutely one of the goals that we can help people with. But ultimately, we are here to create great entrepreneurs and push their businesses forward, whatever they're doing, and whatever their growth goals, because we believe that creating great businesses is just a great goal in itself. So because of that purpose, we operate differently. So we are free to entrepreneurs. So this is the second major difference. So we don't invest in businesses. We don't take any equity. We don't, we don't charge people to engage with our programs. All of our programs are, are, are free. And really what that does is remove some of the barriers to more people participating. So we'll be a bit broader about who will help. So we'll help people that aren't necessarily looking for investment. They were just looking to grow. We'll also remove the barrier of, well, do I want to give away, away any equity? Can I afford to pay? All, all, all the programs are free and fully funded by, by our partners. So that's the first two differences. The third difference is that we are a people accelerator. I've mentioned, I keep talking about entrepreneurs as opposed to businesses. I've talked about our purpose being to build great people. So our programs are very human focused as much as they're business focused. Yes, we'll help you build an innovative business model. Yes, we'll look at um, business modeling and scalability and finances and all that kind of stuff. But what we'll also do is look at mindsets and behaviors how are you coming across as a leader how are you thinking what are the things in your head that are potentially getting in the way and tripping you up how do you disentangle some of the barriers that you that you face on a daily basis as an entrepreneur so that's how our program has been built over the last nine years to to grow both people and businesses alongside each other and that brings me i guess to the fourth the fourth key difference which is just about our experience this uh, Transform SY is our 22nd accelerator. We've probably set up more accelerators than anyone else in the world, I would say. We know a huge amount about what it takes to grow a business in different environments. We've worked with every sector from blockchain to dog biscuits. We've worked from businesses from four continents with entrepreneurs from, from a, a huge variety of backgrounds. And we've spent over 40,000 hours over that time working deep with different people working out how to remove those barriers and how to help them grow. So if you to look at 
the experience, if someone's asking the question, do I belong in an accelerator? Can it really help me? The answer is we've probably helped someone just like you and seen those circumstances somewhere. So our program is really flexible and adaptable to focus on the individual and their needs. So I guess that those would be the four, the four key differences about Entrepreneurial Spark. Let's move on to Transform SY. What is the program and why are we doing it? Transform SY is an accelerator, as you would expect, given everything I've just said about Entrepreneurial Spark. So it's, a, it's an accelerator for entrepreneurs in South Yorkshire. We're going to be running three cohorts of 20 entrepreneurs. The first one, the applications for the first one open on the 8th of November. And the first program will start on the 10th of January and they'll they'll run for six months. So the next one will start in the middle of 2022. And then the final program will start January 2023 and we'll finish up in June of that year. So that's that's essentially what it is, is an accelerator running three cohorts in South Yorkshire. As to why we're doing it, there's there's a couple of reasons that we we've, we've decided to set up here. The first is to grow businesses across the region. So I live in South Yorkshire. I love it here. It's very close to my heart, and I I, I just love to be able to support more businesses to to grow and scale from South Yorkshire, so that we have even more homegrown success stories. There's some fabulous businesses already in the region, and I think there's an opportunity to create more. So that's kind of job number one. We're just excited to come here, share what we've learned about growing businesses and and bring that to life in the region. Reason number two, we picked the name Transform for a very important reason, because this program is about transforming the South Yorkshire startup ecosystem uh, to make it more inclusive, to welcome people from all walks of life and genuinely to have a regional ecosystem rather than one that's based in any one of the any one of the cities or towns so we want to connect people all the way across the region and really share the opportunity that is south yorkshire because it's a bigger market it's a bigger mindset and it will just create more opportunity for more different people so we want to make this a great place to start start a business so that in future People who are thinking of business, thinking of starting a business, will either go, I'm going to come to South Yorkshire and start it because it's a great place. There's an amazing ecosystem here. Or just to provide an alternative pathway to the next generation of people who might go, might right now go, well, I need to go and find a job. More of those might go, well, actually, maybe I could be an entrepreneur. Maybe I could start my own business and, and determine my own future. So we want to create an ecosystem that is so supportive that will allow people to do that. And, th- and that's, that's linked, I guess, to the, to the final reason, which is around changing the mindsets and the culture within, within the region to create uh, a, a place where people can really be entrepreneurial and where that's, that's admired in the right way and the, all, all the support mechanisms are there. And you mentioned uh, inclusion, that you want to you want to contribute to making South Yorkshire's uh, startup ecosystem more inclusive. Does that mean that any kind of business or startup can apply for Transform SY? In the long run, it would be fabulous to have an, an offering that would support any type of business. Right now, for the Transform SY, while we're in this initial stage, we're focusing on tech businesses to start with. 
but that is quite a broad definition. So normally when people hear tech, they think of digital software as a service, you know, apps, blockchain, AI, all that kind of stuff. And, and, and all of that is covered. But it's also, I think there's a great opportunity for materials tech, for hardware, for additive manufacturing, for manufacturing technology, all those sorts of things where we have an amazing skills base in South Yorkshire. There is a real opportunity there for those type of tech businesses to, 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 to join Transform. So what is the application criteria then? So in addition to tech, we're looking for businesses that are uh, less than three years old or around that mark. And that's really from when you, you started in earnest. So don't worry if you formed a limited company five years ago and it was dormant for two years. We look at when you actually really started to, to work on the business properly. You have to be based in South Yorkshire, uh, either registered here or at least have a trading presence. And there'll be some criteria about that on the website. And we'll also give preference to businesses who have our past idea stage, I guess. So have some kind of proof of concept right the way through to organizations, companies that have raised a million or two in funding, a million or two of turnover. Uh, we've actually got some great companies in some of our other accelerators that are about that size that are really thriving. So th those are the those are the target criteria. Again, preference will be given to people who are working full-time on their businesses, but we'll selectively take people that are at idea stage or maybe not able to work, work full-time on the business just yet. Yeah, sure. And you mentioned the other program that you're currently running. And just to give a bit of context to people that might maybe have not heard about Entrepreneur's Park and your program promised in the past, could you just share a little bit more about the Space Accelerator? That's, that's part of Entrepreneur's Park as of right now. Yes. So the Space Accelerator is a new program that we launched this year. It's run in partnership with UK Space Agency. So they provide the, the spacey bits and we provide the, the accelerator bits, the, the, the business growth and the people growth bits. And that is, is a nationwide program. Currently, we, our first intake was 30. We've currently got another 20 running through in the second cohort. And again, the themes of that are very similar. We're aiming to reach out to entrepreneurs who uh, maybe wouldn't normally join an accelerator or wouldn't quite fit the, 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 the general criteria. Area. maybe entrepreneurs that aren't looking to raise funding or just don't have a space ecosystem around them. So we're uh, developing entrepreneurs from all the way across the country in a virtual program, connecting them together and helping them to find opportunities together. Awesome. So I guess we'll be looking to replicate that now in South Yorkshire with Transform SY. And so in the spirit of this, something that I ask all of my guests uh, is... What can what can Sheffield's ecosystem do for for you for Entrepreneurs Park or for Transform SY? So I guess I guess the main thing is to engage with Transform. So if you are an entrepreneur that might fit with the program, then please apply. The applications will be open on our website entrepreneurial-spark.com/transform. And if you know an entrepreneur or if you have entrepreneurs in your audience, then it would be great if you could share the, share the application window when it comes, it comes live. We want to get in front of as many people as possible so that this really is an inclusive opportunity because if we don't get in front of 
as many people as we need to, then really we restrict the availability of the opportunity just to the people that see it. So it's really important for us to get the word out to all different communities from across the whole region so that we can we can give more people the opportunity to apply. That would be the main thing. I think the other thing would just be to keep keep teaching us, keep sharing your knowledge, keep sharing ideas with us as to how we can do things differently, keep championing the entrepreneurs that are already here and let's let's give the next generation some some real role models to to look at so that in a few years time we've got an absolutely flourishing ecosystem of of, of startups in, in line with the the team sy brilliant mike shall we move on to the five questions that i end uh, every podcast with sure let's do that so what's a book that you would recommend to founders or future founders a book that I would recommend to future founders and, and existing founders is one that I've just read, actually. It's by Derek Sivers, and it's called Anything You Want. It's about 70 pages. You can do it in an hour and a half with a glass of wine or a cup of tea in an evening, and it's just fantastic. It's the simplest, the simplest startup book I have ever read, and it's just about not following the rules. I think... The culture that has been built around startups over the last few years is almost like there's this expectation that you behave in a certain way, that you do things in a certain way. There's almost this track that you have to follow as a startup to have the appearance of being credible. And actually, this book is about build the business that you want to build by doing the things that you love and just create something that is amazing for you. However big or small that is, building a business is about being happy. And that's, that's, that's a really powerful message that I think I, I connected with in a big way. Yeah, I see what you mean. Because even when I was kind of making my way through, through in the startup world, my, the first business that I ever pitched was Uber for cleaning. And I always talk about it because I just find it really funny that at the time, in my mind, all that I was ingrained, that if I want to start a business, it needs to follow that certain framework, that established framework. And that's really nonsense. And uh, I agree with you. And I look look forward to actually read that book, especially if it's that short, because you rarely find that short books that can uh, bring that much value. My second question. Well, I, oh, sorry, go on. I I have a copy right next to me, so I will bring it to you when I when I next see you. you can you can you can borrow it. Yeah, that's brilliant. My next question usually is about the name of the business, but obviously, Mike, you joined Entrepreneur's Park uh, a little bit later than it was founded. So rather than asking you why the name Entrepreneur's Park, I'm going to ask you to tell me about a business that you, to tell me about a business idea that you had, but you never pursued and maybe why you didn't, you did never pursue it. So yeah, there's, there's a couple of these. Entrepreneurial Spark is kind of obvious, isn't it? Because you know that actually comes up in conversation people sort of say you know we're just trying to create an entrepreneurial spark and then they realize what they've said and yeah it's kind of the, the clues in the name so there's uh the, the the couple that i i would i've thought of in the past the first one is one that i'm kicking myself for in a way because about what eight or nine years ago i came up with it with the idea for a business called home gp limited it was about people being able to connect with a doctor on a virtual appointment rather than having to come into a surgery, being able to create economies of scale by, by being able to do that. 
And of course, that's now a massive thing. There's there's a number of fantastic startups that are operating in this space and doing very well out of it. And I I, I never uh, never did anything with it, never got it off the ground. And it was mainly because it was before I joined Entrepreneurial Spark and I just didn't have the level of risk appetite or insights to do anything with a startup. Imagine what kind of a what kind of a film worthy story would be for you to build Entrepreneurial Spark to a level where you can leave the business and then apply for a program with your own startup and then build it to a successful startup. That would be cool, wouldn't it? That would be very cool. That would be a that would be a great chapter or like a couple of chapters in a biography book as well. I've I've actually thought about doing that with Entrepreneurial Sparks. Um, right. So we've got a moonshot pr- program um, going a moonset project rather called the open accelerator which is our idea of what an accelerator could look like if it was more tech enabled so the idea of that is to create something that is so infinitely scalable that anyone in the world that wanted to could access a fantastic accelerator with 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 no barriers so and i i've i've actually thought about applying to join another accelerator with that with with that idea just because the support that accelerators give is fantastic and why should we be above that just because we deliver it yeah absolutely my next question is about Sheffield so you mentioned a couple of times that you that you love south yorkshire so i want you to tell me one place in sheffield that everyone should visit i think that somewhere that somewhere in Sheffield that everyone should visit is my street actually so i live on a street called abbeydale park rise and with it with it coming up to christmas most of the year round there's nothing special about my street but as it comes up to christmas it's one of those streets that all the christmas lights go up so most of the houses on the street have lights there's lights in the street there's lights trailing across everywhere there's all sorts of things going on it's just such a phenomenal spectacle to look at and it gives me gives me a warm feeling every time i walk up walk home or or, or drive back from somewhere so i would say from december the 1st maybe uh, maybe a bit later in the year as christmas comes round everyone should should come and have a walk but please don't try and drive it don't park on the street uh you won't get anywhere park somewhere away and then walk down the street because it's a phenomenal heartwarming experience that that you can have my next question is with a philosophical tone and uh, you've graduated philosophy so i'm looking forward to your answer if you had 15 minutes with your 20 year old self right now what would you tell him So this is a combination of philosophy and my time in entrepreneurial spark because my 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 life outlook completely changed as I worked my way through entrepreneurial spark and 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 the training and the discoveries that I made during my first year or so here. So I would tell him to find out who he was as soon as possible and go and be that because i think i think this happens for a lot of us during our 20s is that we spend that time almost finding out who we are and what's important to us and then you know you only really get into it in your 30s or 40s to actually getting started on your on your life's work if you like whereas i think that there could be a lot more fulfillment and happiness around if more people discovered who they really were and what was important to them earlier in life so that's what i would tell my 20 year old self Final question. What is your big hairy and audacious goal for the Transform SY program? 
think my big, hairy, and audacious goal for Transform SY is to create a community of entrepreneurs that is so strong and so distinctive and so closely linked into the other Team SY programs because, of course, there are some other fantastic accelerators that are being launched across the region. And I think if we all pull together, there's an opportunity to, to build something really incredible. So it's partly for Transform SY to form a great part of that and contribute to that in a meaningful way. But I think from our point of view, to create almost a culture that is transformed, that people can opt into and that will grow, you know, after the program finishes, that will welcome uh, new people, will support them and nurture them without any input from us necessarily. But just to, to create that culture and mindset of collaboration and, and inclusion between people to, to give more opportunities to, to future potential entrepreneurs. Mike, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It's been great to be here and uh, and talk through well, talk, talk through a lot of things the, the the journey, the transform, and and some personal stuff too. It's been a it's been a, a real roller coaster. So thank you. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Mike. And if you're a South Yorkshire-based founder, go to the show's notes, visit TransformSY's website. Inform yourself about the program and decide whether you think it would be valuable to apply for it. I can guarantee it would be. But no matter what startup you're building, if it's digital then it means that you're probably spending a lot of time on your computer, smartphone or any other device. If you're looking to balance that time out, then the book of the episode would be very relevant to you. It's called Digital Minimalism. Working from home on my computer sometimes got me thinking how my life is so deeply intertwined with the digital online world now to the extent that I probably spend more time throughout my day in front of a device rather than not. And on one hand, that's fine. Obviously, it's a little too late to be thinking about a digital free job. There's abundance of great entertainment online and my communication with my home country happens solely digitally. However, there are also clear negatives from such lack of balance. Most of them are health related, eye strains, headaches, maybe back problems from the posture uh, that when you're sitting. But there's something called solitude deprivation, which the book mentions that I think is the most important part. We can now afford to never be alone with our thoughts. The constant background of TV series, music, podcasts, social media that follows us everywhere, from the queue of a coffee shop to a walk in the peaks, is never ending, always changing, limitless. That means that this internal dialogue which we all have, or at least I hope so, doesn't get enough attention and becomes a lot more tedious when, you're in a, in, when you are in a situation to have it. Because sometimes our smartphones die. The book is a practical guide to be more present, more balanced with your offline-online life ratio, and to be more alone. Not just physically, but also mentally. Digital minimalism is clearly not startup related, but personal improvements, especially such that can affect your motivation, concentration and overall health, are much more important than anything else. And with this comes the end of this episode of She Valley. If you want to support my independent podcast, then subscribe to me wherever you're listening, or you can also donate via PayPal button, for which there is a link in the show's notes. Thank you as always, and have a great day.